The book says in 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, verse 10. Pay close attention to the book of the Lord. We've got for us today. The first word there in verse 10 says, Now. It's a right now word. Now he, which is God, that ministers seed to the soul. Now we're the soul. God is the minister of the seed to the soul. Both ministers bread for our food and multiply your seed that is sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So here's God. And the Lord is ministering something to us, meaning that he's supplying something to us called seed. You be good. You God, Holy Spirit, good. Now, what you didn't know is that the seed represents your future. So when you see seed, you think my future. You got it? Amen. You better hear me. Amen. You better put your Holy Ghost scuba diving gear on and hear what God's trying to tell you. Because <coughs> I ain't going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you the word of God. When you hear seed, you think my future. Somebody say my future. Now everybody wants a future, right? So God gives us a future when he gives us a seed. Amen. Now when we reach and receive our future from God, that seed, and we plant that seed, that future into our present, you got to catch that. Then it is bound to when it's grown, it's bound to take you into your tomorrow. It's bound to do that. You see, the future that you plant within yourself can't do nothing but when it grows, go to the place that it is, right? Seed of your future. What it does is 
the Lord speaks to us. And he says, I'm going to also increase the fruits of your righteousness in all of this. So I have to think about this thing, and God said, now you go over, because I'm going to comfort you, and I want you to comfort my people. You go over to Genesis 8.22. Go ahead. Genesis 8.22. See, the devil stole us last week. He ain't going to get this message this week, bro. He said, see, we made a mistake on the on, on the CDC, I even had them things erased. We're going to erase all of them off from now on. Uh, uh, Chad, you got to be doing it. You and I both. We're going to erase them off. But we don't make that mistake. We're going to see the devil rock. Baby. But he won't. He won't get the rock. No. He won't get the rock. Because this goes further. See, our ministries go further than what we see here. Our ministries go into the world. And you see people out there counting on us. There are people out there waiting to hear us, to hear what God is saying. So the word of God says in, I'm talking about seed. I'm talking about your future. Because when I say seed, you say my future. That's what you got to think. You got to get to thinking like that. So God's word says in uh, Genesis 8.22, it says, while the earth remains. Now here's hope, because I like this. It says, while the earth remains, there's going to be what? Seed time. In other words, as long as this earth remains, you're going to have a future. Uh, oh, boy. That sounds good to me. It makes no difference what you're going through. You've got to remember that as long as the earth remains, you got a future. Because God says it's going to be seed time. And it's going to be hard. Now the seed, your future is a God. But your harvest, you got to get this, is of you. If you don't do what you're supposed to do with the seed, your future, then guess what? Your harvest ain't going to be right. That's right. I mean, the house. You understand why your harvest ain't going to be Cause when you get to see, you don't know that that's your future. So what you're doing is you're taking your future and running to the world with it and buying things that you ought not and neglecting to do what God told you to do with it. See, you ain't even consulting God about nothing. Come on. Amen? Amen. Come on. Amen. So now you find yourself in a family. Hmm? You find yourself in one. So what does God have to do? He got to raise up my Joseph. Right? Mm -hmm. He's still around, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And get with me. I need knowledge. Okay? It's okay. Ain't nobody going to... Just get with me, man. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> but anyway, as long as the earth remains, people, there's going to be future seed time and there's going to be harvest mm -hmm. but look what else it says it's going to be in the midst of all that it's going to be cold and heat mm. it's going to be summer but it's going to be winter wow and it's going to be day and it's going to be night mm. in the midst of all of that in the midst of your future and your harvest 
There's going to be some cold times in your life. There's going to be some hot times in your life. There's going to be, there's going to be some summertime when things are going good in your life. And then there's going to be some wintertime when ain't nothing seem to be going on. And then there's going to be some nighttime seasons in your life, which is adversity. But then there's going to be some daytime too, which is some breakthroughs. In the midst of your seed time and your harvest, you're going to still have all these other things going on in your life. And you can just remember to understand that God's word says, Lo, I am with you, even until the end of the world. As long as the earth remains, there's going to be a future for you. No matter what condition that you're in, there's going to be a future for you. You got to understand that. A future for you. Now let's go to Genesis 26. And you know, this is a powerful word, so I'm not even going to be long. All I want you to understand today is that your seed time and your harvest, your seed is your future from God, your harvest is yours. It depends on what you do with your future or that seed that God has given you. You plant that seed that your future is planted into your present so that it can grow you into your tomorrow. Okay? Amen. Because the seed being the future can't do nothing else but bring you into the future when it grows in you because that's what it is. You see, you can't plant an apple and expect the orange to grow. So if you plant a seed called future, then guess what when it grow up? What, what you think it's going to do in the ground where you're planting it? It's going to bring it into what it is. Future. Amen? Amen. Okay. I think we're going somewhere. Let's go to Genesis 26. You've got to learn to put time. If you, if you just learn to put time in word. You can't get no word like this in two hours. You got to sit and meditate. They, I put 40 hours in a week on the word. That's my job. Not to come here and give you a half-twitted word. I come here and give you a manifested, revelatory word. Mm. Why? Because I love you. And you are more important to me than what I want to do when I want to do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I put my time in for you. Because after you done got beat up all through the week, when you come into the house of the Lord, you need some help. Amen. Well, we're going to get God going to raise up some powerful leaders up in here. Because we ain't going to accept no for an answer. If we don't get but one leader out of 100, I guarantee you it'll be a leader. It'll be a leader when we've been in with it. Because we ain't going to let it do what it want to do. Now we're going to do what God said to do. And we're going to do it with this book. 
Because this book is the way to truth in the life. Because Jesus is the word, right? Amen. So we're going to do it like this. Now watch this. In verse chapter 26, Genesis 26. Remember we talked a minute ago just about family, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Look at Genesis 26, 1. I ain't going to be If you have something you lay down, you leave a battery, your jaw will be full. <laughs> Watch this. And there was a what? A famine in the land. Mm. Did we just talk about a famine? Did we? You know what brings famines? Bad judgment. You know what brings famines in your life? You know what brings hook in your life? Cause ain't nobody tell you nothing. So what do we do? We leave you alone. And let life keep you. I'd love for you to listen to God through the preaching. Well, since if you don't want to, then you just let life do it. Amen. 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 So I'm to do, uh, life, life will do it for you. If you think the world won't show you. So, mm -hmm. so and there was a famine in the land. Besides the first famine, oh, there been, been one before. That was in the days of Abraham. Abraham is your faith. Now watch this. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, that's the king down there, Philistine, unto a place called Jeroboam. Well, first of all, you've got to understand that families come, families go in your life, right? Amen. That's the first thing. Sometimes the family will go in the, in the days of Abraham, that's in the time, days of your faith. Sometimes the family will come in and mess up your faith, right? Yeah. But now Isaac means joy because of laughter. Same thing here, spiritually speaking. So, faith bears a son or a builder called Job, which is Isaac. Isaac contemplates a thing called going down to Egypt. Why would he do that? Because he saw his daddy do it. In other words, what your folk did before you ain't good enough for what you need to do. Mm -hmm. I don't think they heard it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Someone should get caught up on what they folk told them. That's right. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you here, I'm going to show you in the Word where God is going to speak to this man, Isaac, and going to tell him, in other words, don't you do what your daddy did because all you got to do is go back over to the 12th chapter of Genesis and you'll see where Abraham took it upon himself to leave Bethel and go south into a famine. And he wound up in Egypt in a terrible famine. Egypt is the world. That's right. You see, in the land where the famine was, was a place of Jerah. Now the word Jerah means thinking over something for a long time. Jerah means ambush, being ambushed and quiet. See, Here's the scenario of it. You know how it is when things ain't going right for you? Your money funny, your spouse is funny, your house funny, your life funny, everything jacked up. And you dwelling in a family, a land of a family called a place called Jerome because you 
in Gerar, that place you're contemplating going back to the world. See, that's what Abraham did. And he made a mistake. Right. Come on now. Yeah. So, God appears to him in verse 2 here in Genesis 26 verse 2. And he said, and the Lord appeared unto him. Where? While he was contemplating on going back to the world. Any of y'all ever contemplated on going back to the world? Because things wasn't going right, you figure, okay, what's the use? I might well go back over to the world and get a little pleasure out of it. But don't you know that sin is only pleasurable for a season? Don't you know that the way of a transgressor is hard? Amen. Amen. Come on. Don't you know that in a little while the wicked will be cut off from this earth? That's right. Do you not know that? So God, and this is what I love about God. God steps in on the insanity of his children. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> See, because we get all caught up on our own little old pity party. And God, in the midst of your pity party is a dangerous time because you'll be contemplating to do things that you don't need to do, like don't show up for church. Mm. Can I sit out on it? Can I? <laughs> You already in a family, and you let yourself talk you into not doing what you need to do. Right. So you say, oh, not today. And the day is the day that you need to be so that you can hear what God has for you. That's right. You can't keep that out yet. When I say you, I'm talking about church folk. So they always wind up short. So the Lord appears to him. And he tells him, he said in verse 2 here, 26 verse 2, Genesis, he said, Do not go into, somebody say the world. Because world. I know you're thinking about it, but don't go. Don't Just hold on here a minute, because I'm going to show you what you need to do when you're in a family. When you're in that place of hard dispositions in your life. Show what you need to do here now. Do the word of God. Verse 6 says, after the Lord talked to him, verse 6 here in the same chapter of Genesis 26, it says, and Isaac joy dwelt where? In Jerusalem. In other words, he was still contemplating. See, that thing had settled in on him. He was still contemplating on going down to Egypt. Even when the Lord That place of thinking about going back down to the world. But it's a difference between thinking about doing it and doing it. Right. Abraham, his father, did it and got tall. But look what he did. And I'm close. Here we see Isaac dwelt in Gerard. He was there. And verse 12 says, while he was dwelling in Jerome, while he was thinking about going back to the world, this is what he did. He got a revelation from God. Mm -hmm. Verse 12. Then, which is a conjunction, after he went through all that in his mind, mm -hmm. he came 
that I'm going to suffer in that land. Now remember, what are you sowing? Future. 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 You're sowing future. See, when people ask you to sow, you get a, you don't understand that in order to have a future, you got to sow into your future. And you kill your own future. Why? Because you keep doing it God's way. You see, this man was about to make a great mistake. He was about to go back down to Egypt. Because the condition of the land which he was in was feministic. And famines scare people. You know, desperate times causes desperate people to do desperate things. He was about to do something very desperate. But he held on long enough because he, he knew what God had told him. And that was ringing up in there too. And he knew what his daddy had done when he went down to Egypt. So he was mulling over all of that. He was mulling over. And he came to the conclusion that I'm going to sow my future right where I am. Mm -hmm. Right in the condition that I am right now mm -hmm. is where I'm going to sow my future. It's a good thing to be in that land if you know what to do while you're in that land. Amen. So he reaches, he takes the future from God, the seed, and he sows it into his present state. And look what happens. And he received, verse 12, Genesis 26, verse 12. And he received in the same year. Somebody say same year. See, okay, God don't do what he want to do. Same year means the same season, the same revolution of time. Right there, during that time of famine. Amen. He, in the same year, received, he did, a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Well, first, before you can be blessed, you got to be restored. Mm -hmm. So, a fold means he was restored in every aspect of his life. Amen. See? Amen. See, 100 means when you count it, it represents more unity. It's called 1 plus 0 plus 0 equals 1, and 1 is 1, unity. So what happens is, is that in that same year, God restores him first. So that he'll be able to handle what it is. You understand what I'm saying here now? God can't give you the blessing until you're able to handle it. See, a lot of us want the blessing, but we ain't ready for it yet. So God can't give it to us. Because you ain't learned yet to sow. And the best time to sow is in while you're in the land of famine. While you're in the land of need. While you're in the land of want. That's the best time to sow. It's when your mind is telling you to go to the world and you decide to sow into God. Amen. Instead of you buying a new pair of Nikes, you can, 
you take that and get a God because you know you ain't getting God. You know what you're doing. Every one of you know. And you also know how God taken from you too. Now, amen? Amen. You also know that too, don't you? If they don't get it one way, they get it the other way. Won't they? Amen. If Caesar gonna find a way to get your money. Amen. <laughs> Do you hear what I said? Amen? Amen. But it wouldn't have been like that if we did what we were supposed to do, would it? Caesar will find a way to get you. See, see, God said, I'll let you build it up and then I'll blow on it. You think you're getting somewhere and God will blow on it. Get a blow on it and next thing you know, you look around everything. Come around and you think, what's going on, Lord? You ain't sowing right. right. You, ain't, you, you, ain't, you ain't doing it right. And then when your counsel come across the pulpit on how you need to do it in order to win. See, I can't show you how to win if I wasn't a winner. Mm -hmm. Huh? Amen. But see, I know what I am and who I am. That ain't bragging, that's fact. That's just fact. The Bible says, my soul boasts in the Lord and the humble should hear and be glad. If you're humble, you'll be glad. If you're not, you probably think me. You think he's something. I am something. I'm a, I'm a priesthood of the Most High God. What are you? You don't know. You're right. I hope I do stir up that old nasty spirit. Because you need to start thinking differently. And understand who you are in this time. You are living, you living like the tail, but God said, I made you the head. Amen. So you need to be reminded of who you are in this time. God said, I have given you all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He didn't say I gave you some. He said I give you all. The book of Ephesians. All mean all. So when people get jealous of you because you're doing good, the best thing you can do is just continue to do good. Amen. And that will burn the enemy up. And they'll have to get out around you because the Holy Ghost, the anointing that you carry it, will destroy yokes. Amen. And the enemy ain't nothing but a yoke of bondage. <laughs> And in here, we're going to stomp that devil. Amen. We stomp it. And then when we stomp it, then you see what God do? Mm -hmm. See, the devil don't want you to know. The devil don't want you to get to that green pasture. See, he want to keep you in the desert. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Remember? He, wanna keep, he, don't want to, he don't want you to get there. See, you got to press your way through that desert. You're getting bit by scorpions and everything. You got to press your way. And how do you do that? By staying focused. Amen. It's on the back side of the mountain. Because that back there where Moses met God. Amen. 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 Can't meet God in that. Can't do it. So how do you need it? You take what he gives you, the seed from up here, plant it in your present desert situation, and let that future seed, when it grow, it'll pull you to where you need to be. Amen. Clear? Amen. Understand this now. Because I'm talking real up here from the Holy Spirit of God. So after you are restored, a hundredfold, in every aspect of your life, not some, but all, What happens is that 
God then blesses you. Now let me tell you something about a blessing. Because it's too many people don't understand what a blessing is. A blessing ain't getting your life bill paid. That's not what a blessing is. If your mind is so small that you think that's what a blessing is, then I'm here to expand you. Amen. But a blessing from God after He restored you 100 fold, a blessing from God is when He gives you overflow. Well, you can bless us. That's what a blessing is. See, when you start running out of the area of a blessing, then you're able to bless whole communities. You're willing to bless people. See, a blessing just ain't. No, that's not a blessing. A blessing is, can you do this? Can I trust you hundredfold? Can I restore you a hundredfold so that I can pour into you a blessing from heaven that you can't even contain? We're talking about overflow. We're talking about more than enough. That, that's what a blessing is. More than enough. Way more than enough. See, a blessing is where he'll give you uh, abundantly and exceedingly above anything that you ask or that you think according to how the power is working in you. How is it working in you? Ephesians 3.20. Amen. How is the power of God working in you? See, see, if you think the power of God is just running around ready to okay. how the power of God is productivity? Okay. Are you producing anything? Amen. Come on. That's good. What you producing? Yeah. The enemy trying to keep you from getting the way you need to be? Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. 